Hello and welcome. Raise your inner game today. This is David Levin with Mental Game Monday for Monday, July 12th. I probably don't need to say Monday after I say Mental Game Monday, do I? <laughs> anyway, here we are. So what has been lifting me up and pulling me down this past week? Here's the big thing. So this is uh, early last week, Tuesday maybe. We got word that a dear friend of ours here in town, her husband had passed away. And uh, we had not seen that coming. She may have seen it coming, um, but it was a big surprise. He's 49. So, you know, a shock. It turns out it was uh, perhaps a COVID long tail episode. He got COVID uh, last November, December, maybe, and never really recovered fully. It was, you know, obviously seven, eight months later. Uh, official cause was heart failure, but it was probably related to that anyway. Um, don't want to get too into the details, <laughs> privacy and all that, but it was, a, it was a real shock. And the reason I wanted to talk about it, beyond uh, the incident itself, it was a real classic example of a true high gravity situation. Again, the idea is when gravity's working on you, it makes it harder for you to kind of be where you want to be, be positive and open and all those things. It, it, it weighs you down in many different ways. It, it pulls on you and it clouds and it, it colors everything you're doing. Well, it's been a long time since I had one uh, that was this intense. You know, it just colors everything. You go to the grocery store, someone just casually, like we all do, hey, how's it going? And your mind didn't go, fine or you know whatever it goes oh there's this thing it's bad you know i mean it just it covers everything it is constantly with you you can't get away from it and it was really powerful both the um sort of just the mental aspect i couldn't stop thinking about it but also the emotions are very very strong so many different layers to the story to what was bad about it, what was sad and difficult and upsetting, just many, many, many things about it. And it was really hard to not have it just take over and, you know, completely dictate your state. So if you have something like that going on for you and you have something that really needs to get done, something really important, you have to compete or perform or create some sort of collaboration project, uh, presentation, just something that you know, really takes you being at your best, you'd have to be very intentional and have the skills in order to break out of that and not have it be a problem and affect your performance. It was just so clear to me and the reminder was so powerful. And I don't know if you've read Raise Your Inner Game, but near the end, I try and describe this, what the, the ultimate goal, the ultimate transformation that comes from doing that work. And this is really it. You can stay the person you want to be and operate at the level you need, no matter what else is going on in your life. And again, this is the example. This is about as intense. I mean, I could think of some things that would be more so, but they'd be directly related it's something that is emotionally powerful and fraught and dominates your thoughts and pulls you down and it's sad and worrying and all that stuff. And you need to be yourself in spite of it. You need to lift yourself up and find a way 
to set it aside as much as you can and be present and be your best. So anyway, that's why I wanted to talk about it. It was just such a good example of the whole sort of the, the vision of the gravity we talk about and the importance of it and the potential benefits of doing the work. Now, again, the goal is not to not have the feelings and not be affected by the situation. It's just to not have the thoughts and the feelings completely control you and keep you from being where you want to be and in some cases where you need to be. So was I 100% free from it? No, but I was able to set it aside when I needed to be and uh, it was way better than it otherwise would have been. And I could really feel the difference of that. So there you go. That's that story. My goodness. <laughs> the next one I have of the gravity is so much smaller, it's almost laughable, partly because of the effect of what we just talked about. But I have been um, starting to sort of get interested in, for lack of a better word, car detailing, being able to take our older car and rather than just kind of give up on it, I'm starting to realize, oh, you can really fix these things up. So I went out to our older car. It's about 10 years old, no, 10, 11 years old. And uh, I was I was going to really do a deep clean on this windshield. Learned a couple of things I didn't know before. And so I do this great job on the windshield. And I'm looking at it afterwards. And it's hard to even describe. If you've ever been out in a dark area, I'm like away from city lights and on a clear night, and you've seen just the insane mass of stars in the night sky, that's what our windshield looked like. It was just a mass of little pockmarks in the glass that were catching the light the way it was sitting in our garage. And I was just freaked out. I was like, wait, what's going on? It's almost like those things had been maybe filled with something, some kind of grime or something, so I wasn't noticing them so much or the light wouldn't get into them. But after I'd done this deep clean and polish, it had turned each one of these things into a little gem that was catching the light and just like, oh my gosh. And again, this is a small thing, I know that. But I was kind of upset about it. You know, first of all, there was just, at the smaller level, there was just the disappointment. I thought I was going to be bringing this window, this windshield back to a, a glorious state. and I actually made it a lot worse. But I really thought, man, this might not be usable. I mean, this might be too distracting and maybe unsafe. And I might really have to think about buying a new windshield or something, you know, hundreds of dollars for my little mistake. Turns out it wasn't that bad. I was able to uh, drive it around, and it was kind of the way the light was hitting it in the garage. It wasn't as bad. It still is worse than it was. And uh, I'm a little nervous about what it's going to be like at night, but I don't think I'm going to have to replace it. <laughs> so that was my second, uh, my second gravity thing this week. The third one, of course, from the big news of last week is just the ongoing things with my uh, potato diet, right? Last week was the first day. The first few days of that were pretty hard. Um, the good news is the last couple of days got a whole lot easier. And my, my thinking about that is that for the first few days, my system was still pretty actively addicted to the things that I crave so much, the desserts, the sweet, the fat, the butter, all that stuff. And it was actually sort of going through withdrawal, I swear. Like for the first three or four days, it felt like, I even said something to Margaret, I think, like near the end, like maybe Friday, Thursday or Friday. I was like, geez, it feels like it's been two weeks already. And it was like my fourth or fifth day. It was pretty hard. But then um, as I got into the weekend, Friday, Saturday, yesterday, especially on Sunday, 
all that went away. The cravings just disappeared. And I was starting to not feel as hungry and as distracted. And when, you know, one of the hard parts about any diet, but this one too, you're sitting down with a family and everybody's eating this wonderful, yummy stuff. And I got a plate of potatoes. Now they're yummy potatoes, but it's easier to feel bad about missing all that stuff. But by the weekend, uh, I didn't even miss it. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I like what I'm eating. I'm good. So it really transformed quite a bit. And that's a lovely thing. But anyway, that was the gravity earlier in the week was the first few days of that diet. And then it lifted. So that's pretty great. So to my positives, uh, that's the first one, I guess, that the diet's going pretty well. Uh, in a week, I'm down six and a half pounds. I know you always get a little more in the beginning. But this particular program is good for about a pound a day, which is, as you probably know, remarkable. Over the course of a couple of weeks, it probably will be more like 10 or 12, not 14. But still, that's really good. And uh, it feels pretty good, and it seems relatively healthy. So feeling good about that. Another one, Peter is working on getting his driver's license. And one of the requirements is a certain number of hours of nighttime driving. So last Monday, Tuesday, we went out for an hour. Has to be, you know, after dark, so fairly late, 9, 9.15. And it turns into just this lovely thing. He doesn't need much you know, help driving now. We've been driving enough. He's pretty good at it. But he needs this time. So basically, we're just sitting and talking. You get a chance to talk with your teenager for an hour. And it was really lovely, you know? I mean, we didn't talk about anything of much substance. We talked about video games and cars and driving. But still, I was really appreciative of having that time together. It's pretty great. This last uh, Friday night, uh, Margaret and I, the grown-ups, and the in-laws, Joe and Jana, we went to see a play. About an hour from here is a lovely theater, uh, outdoor theater. Weather served us well. It was funny. It was, it was just a lovely evening all by itself, just sitting outside watching a really well-performed play. It was great. And, of course, there's that extra layer now I've talked about, just kind of the back-to-normal layer. Just so happy to be able to do that. Here's one over this weekend. One of our nieces is getting married. It got delayed for a year for COVID, but she's getting married this fall. And uh, our kids and the cousins are going to be playing the music for the wedding, cello and violin. And they came over here the other day to practice. And man, that got me. Oh, it was an interesting moment because, you know, when they first get here, there's that energy and that noise and that sort of chaos, that craziness of just a bunch of kids coming together. So they're between 12 and 18, 19, I guess, in age. And there's that. And, and I'm enjoying that. I have to say, I do sort of enjoy that craziness up to a point, just the life of it. And there's even an extra little element of it because they're getting their instruments out and they're tuning and they're all kind of doodling around, you know, making that kind of noise. And it's, it's kind of chaotic. But then all of a sudden, they kick in to start in this first piece, and it's just beautiful. And the transformation of that cacophony to the beauty just dropped me. I was sitting there in the kitchen doing some dishes, cleaning up from probably making some potatoes, honestly. And all of a sudden, I just teared up. It was crazy. And what a lovely moment. Oh, my goodness. Loved that. So here's my last one. Yesterday, Sunday, uh, Richard Branson, Virgin Galactic. I don't know if been following this, but... Um, been working on this project for 16, 17 years, and he finally took a flight up into space. And I've always been a big space fan, <laughs> and I'm kind of a Richard Branson fan, 
Uh, there's a lot more to this story, this company, why I'm, I'm into it. But I, it got me, you know, watching the videos, seeing them go up there. It just struck me as a lovely, beautiful thing. A lot of people are finding a lot of reasons to not feel that way about it. And I guess I understand that. But boy, it, it works for me. I find it inspiring and lovely and beautiful. So that was my most recent uplifting item. It was yesterday and today. I got to watch some of the summary videos today. I love it. So anyway, that was my week. I hope your week was excellent, or at least you could make excellence from it. And I will talk to you again next week.